I, I want to just say uh, good morning to those of you in the room, to those of you online. It's a joy to be with you this morning on this uh, 4th of July weekend. We're in this summer series called What Is? And we're covering a lot of spiritual topics. Uh, and we have a mix of our older teachers and our younger teachers. You know, what is forgiveness? What is waiting on the Lord? Um, what is prayer? Uh, uh, what is worship? And this morning... I, I got to choose, and I chose, uh, let's talk again about what is surrender. What is surrender? How does it work? When do we do it? What comes after surrender? Why do we surrender? How practical is surrender? Those, those are the topics I want to talk about, about surrender uh, this morning. We sing about surrender a lot, right? I surrender all. We've got that song we'll sing later in the service. I surrender my fear. I surrender loving my neighbor. I surrender a lot. And when Jesus prayed, what we call the Lord's Prayer, he talked a lot about surrender. He only talked about a few topics in his prayer. And he said, uh, 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 our Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And what's he saying? God, I want your will. I surrender my will. Right? Surrender. Um, this is like, uh, there's quite a few spiritual topics that we talk about on Sunday mornings that uh, can kind of seem like they make for weak people. And surrender is one of those. You could think it makes for weak people. You know, something comes up in my life and I surrender to God and I wave the right flag and I go back to bed and I just go, God, you've got this. No, that is not the definition of surrender. It's not giving up. It's not doing nothing, but it is uh, surrendering to God, understanding that he's the one who has this. And um, here's why I'm excited to teach this this morning, because this is a very practical, everyday thing. Um, let's talk fireworks. I knew you wanted to talk about fireworks. Some of you love fireworks. And you're looking forward to it. You've already spent all that money. You've already got them piled up in the dining room there. And you're going to go out in the backyard and it's going to be fun. You're going to have a party. But some of you have a neighbor who has two dogs. And that neighbor doesn't like fireworks. And they're just going to hunker down in their house. Right? And it requires spiritual surrender Followers of Jesus in both situations. One, if I'm going to have the party, I need to surrender. God, make this meaningful. Help me understand some deep reasons why I'm having this fun. Help this build memories for our family, right? Some surrender to God. Now, if you're the neighbor who hates fireworks, help me understand why my neighbors who I'm trying to love are so fired up about fireworks. Help me understand why they don't know this bothers my dog. Help me, you know, all this. There's a surrender, and it's very practical. Some of you have, or will this fall, surrender your first child to kindergarten. That's a spiritual surrender. You walk them up to the school, and you send them into the room, and you better be surrendering to God because you can't go with them, right? No, you can't. Uh, she would like to go with you, but she can't. Uh, 
Or you're surrendering your first baby to daycare. Or some of you are a little older, you're surrendering your child uh, this year to the University of Iowa or Minnesota State or Southern Cal. And you'll drive them there sometimes, and as you drive away, that's a spiritual surrender moment. Farmers, you put a lot of money in the ground this spring, a lot of investment. And that's a surrender moment. God, is this going to come back? Is this going to be good? Or, some of you, again, a little older, I'm working my way up. Walking your daughter down the aisle and handing her to him. No matter how much you like him, or don't. That's a spiritual surrender moment, right? A little bit later, taking your spouse to the nursing home or hospice. That's graduate school of surrender. Or visiting your dad or your mom at an Alzheimer's unit. That's graduate school of surrender. It's time to change your business or sell your business or buy a business or change your career path. Surrender moments. These are spiritual surrender moments. Even the beginning of a vacation. Maybe you're doing a family vacation. And there's a lot of stuff. And before you get in that car or that airplane, surrender. Lord, help me be patient with my family members. Lord, help me make this surrender. Let me start with the definition of surrender. First of all, uh, first slide, uh, spiritual surrender is not giving up. I know I started with that, but let's get back to it. It's not giving up. It's not waving the white flag and saying, God, this is all you. That is not what spiritual surrender is. So what is it? Next slide. Spiritual surrender is giving up the belief that I have control over something important to me. It's not doing nothing. It's giving up the belief that I have control. Do you actually realize, for most of you, everything really deeply important to you, you have no control of? No control. Oh, you can control how long your grass is. You can control like a lot of little things. But we run around trying to control our lives when everything actually important we have no control of. You have no control of whether you live tomorrow or die. You have no con- I, I, I got this in spades when uh, uh, our twins were born 45 years ago, Joel and M. And the doctor, who was a friend of mine, came out and put his arm around me and said, Dave, I'm not sure they're going to live through the night. And then they were uh, moved to another hospital. And I realized, as hard as I was trying to control things, whether they lived or died was outside of my control. Spiritual surrender is giving up the belief or the understanding that I have control over something important to me. That's why it's such a spiritual issue to drop your son or daughter off at kindergarten. You're running into that wall. I don't have control. Or handing your daughter over to that new husband. 
you're giving up. I don't have control. Um, Jesus uh, talked about control, and he didn't always use the word control. Sometimes he used the word worry, which is really kind of an undergirder of control. Here's a verse from Matthew. Therefore, this is Jesus speaking, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Do not try to control your life. What you eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? You can work to control and you can worry for a lifetime and you can't even add actually one minute to your life. Spiritual surrender uh, requires trusting a good God whom I will not always understand. Why did I start this business and I thought God led me into it and it went bankrupt? Why did I pray and get married and it ended in divorce or death? Spiritual surrender requires trusting a God whom I will not always understand in this lifetime. And here's, here's the new understanding I'm just coming to. Spiritual surrender means taking the next needed step right now. So I whisper a prayer of surrender. I trust and believe that God's going to be in control. And I get up off my knees and I do that next one thing that I think needs to be done. This is my new understanding. I, I don't think I've taught this part before. I've taught surrender three or four or five times in the church here. I've talked about it. But I haven't really seen in the scriptures and in my life how there's this other part. After you stand on the dock and surrender, you stand uh, outside of kindergarten, you surrender, there's something for you to do. Get back in the car, go home, and get ready for your kid to come home from kindergarten. Right? There's something for you to do. It's not control. There's something to do. So let me review the definition. Spiritual surrender is what? Giving up the belief I have control. It's trusting God whom I don't fully understand. And it's taking the next needed step now. My life, and part of why I'm going to tell these stories, is your life also is filled with learning about surrender. And sometimes we just need to pause and take a break and say, wait, I did learn this about surrender there. And I did learn this about surrender there. And I did learn. And so uh, here's how people grow in Christ. Here's how you get more mature spiritually. You learn something. And you could even teach a Sunday school lesson on it. And you could tell your spouse. And you could train your kids. And then you learn it at a deeper level that you never knew existed. And then you learn it at a deeper level. And then you learn it at a deeper level. That's happened to me over and over and over and over again. I thought I knew what surrender was. I, taught, I, I had several sermons on surrender. Then something happened in my life and I realized, boy, I don't get this. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Right? And you're all in this journey. We are all in this journey. That's what it means to follow Jesus for a lifetime. We're learning our lessons deeper. 
So my, uh, my, my life and your life have been a journey of learning lessons. The first uh, lesson that popped into my mind that I wanted to talk about this morning was um, my first full-time job was a surrender. I graduated from UNI in August uh, with a teaching degree in business. I didn't know whether I was going to go into business or whether education. Two days after I graduated in late August, a superintendent of schools from Edgewood, Colesburg, from Edgewood Iowa, Edgewood Colesburg Community Schools, called me two days after I graduated. It's late August. And he said, I heard you're looking for a teaching job. We've got one. School starts tomorrow. I would like to interview you this afternoon. I drove to Kmart, where my wife was working. I picked her up. We drove to this town I'd never heard of, Edgewood. Never heard of it. I don't know that I'd hardly ever been in a town that small, a school that small. I had an appointment with the superintendent. I had an appointment with the principal. And they had a contract ready for me. They said, would if you'll sign it, you can start work tomorrow. Uh, we went for a walk down Main Street, which was a few stores. <laughs> we looked at the library, had a number of books. We whispered a prayer, and I signed the contract. Now, at that point... There were far more unanswered questions than answered questions, right? Where would we live? When would we move to Edgewood? What would Linda do about her job here? What would I be teaching in the morning? <laughs> Did I even want to teach and coach? I was still trying to figure that out. Did we want to live in a small town of 800 people? Did I know how to impact kids in a small high school where they knew not only everyone in their grade, they knew everyone in the school system? I came from a high school that was quite a bit bigger than that. When I stood in line to walk up to graduate, West Waterloo High School, I looked around me and I didn't recognize a single person in my lines that I was graduating with. Not one person that I could say, I've ever seen this person before. That's a different size school. And I was trying to... Uh... So we drove back to Waterloo, and I did that next thing. I went to bed and got a good night's sleep. Because the next morning, I went and started to teach. I look back. And I realized that was, that was some training in surrender. That was some training. Some of you have stories like that about your first job, your career path. Lots of stories about Jesus surrendering in the Bible. I want, I want to t uh, bring one up from Matthew 26. So we'll start here. Um, Jesus is going to be arrested later this night. And he's with his disciples, and he's at the gate of the Garden of Gethsemane. And he says this, and he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Jesus saying, Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, Jesus fell with his face to the ground, and he prayed. This prayer is so instructive. My father, 
If it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. What's instructive about that? Here's what's instructive. Jesus models it's okay to pray exactly what your desire is. Lord, I want for our family to have a really safe vacation this year. Lord, I want my son or daughter's first day of kindergarten to be really positive. Lord! But then, here comes the surrender. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Then Jesus returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and he prayed. He adjusted it just a little. My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. He's surrendering a second time. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and he went away once more and he surrendered again. Even Jesus had to surrender over and over and over again. Then he returned to the disciples and he said to them, and here's his next step. Are you sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. What happened between when he was at the gate of Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, my soul is overwhelmed. I can't take another step. And this final yellow phrase where it says, rise, let's go, I'm ready. What happened? He surrendered to God three times. And it changed him. That's been my experience. I've surrendered to God. I've learned to do it a lot. And it changes me. Jesus also taught about surrender. He didn't always use the word. Here's uh, John 8, 28. So Jesus said, he's talking to his disciples, when you, had lifted, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own, but I speak to you what the Father has taught me. He says, I surrender. I don't share just my ideas. I surrender and teach what the Father tells me to teach. And then on the cross, Jesus' final surrender moment. And some of you have been in rooms where loved ones have done this, and you've seen it. I've been in a room with my mom when she did what Jesus did right here on the cross. Here it is. Jesus called out in a large, large, loud voice, Father, into your hands. I commit, or you could put in the word surrender, I surrender my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. The final surrender of every human life. And some of you have been in these rooms where they said, I'm ready now. I want God to take me now. Surrender. Uh, one episode that I've talked about up front a lot uh, because it was such a learning time for me was uh, in 2002, 2003 when our church here went through a really tough time. 
120 really, really good people who were followers of Jesus left because of some directions our church was choosing. And uh, I was um, the, leading the church at that time quite a bit, and our board, and uh, we surrendered, but there was a lot of pain. And on my way to work, the office, uh, I would stop at George Wythe. I would go the long way from my house to here, and I'd be on the dock, and I, I knew it was going to be a hard day. I knew it was going to be a painful day. I knew I was going to hear about more people leaving and attacking and all of that. Good people. So I would surrender. And I actually, on the dock at George Wythe, there was a spiritual battle going on inside my heart. I would say, Lord, it's your church. I, I just want to do what I can to help. And I'm not going to control. I'm going to have to trust you. I surrender this. But I would turn around from that dock and head toward my car. And I would realize I, I, uh, I picked it up again. And I would actually turn around on the dock, go back to the end, and surrender again. There were fishermen in boats. They were like watching me. I was speaking to God out loud. I surrender. I surrender. And I would literally do that five or six or eight times on the dock. Spiritual battle. Some of you have been there, not on a dock. Maybe when you've been walking a spouse or a parent through a really hard medical time. You've surrendered day after day after day. You have. Spiritual surrender. The part I didn't realize, the part I missed before was when I got done on the dock, I got back in my car and I came to the, to the church and I spent the day working. That's that step you have to take after surrendering. People would say to me in those days, they were hard days, people would say to me, Dave, are you going to stay? Are you, are you going to stay? This is so hard. Are you going to stay? And the thing that helped me was I saw that the church was the bride of Christ. And who, you know, abandons a bride when she's in need? So my answer for, as I surrendered, my answer was, I don't know if I'm staying or not. I, I actually don't know if I'm staying. But I know I'm staying until the trouble is over because the bride of Christ, you don't, you don't forsake the bride of Christ when there's trouble. Right? So that helped me. Remember this part? I know, I know, I know. So I thought I was pretty deep in the knowing, and we as a church started giving seminars to other churches who would call us and go, Dave, we're going through this terrible angst. We helped, uh, we helped four or five large churches go through the exact same thing we went through where 100 people or 200 people were leaving because of directional issues. Good people, loving people, going and starting a new church. It's still happening. It's, it's just happens. I gave seminars. And then seven years ago, I got a call uh, from Aaron uh, that our family had been killed on that highway in uh, Florida. Three family members, right? And I'm driving to Florida, and you know, one of the thoughts that came into my head was, I know nothing about surrender. I thought you were teaching seminars on surrender. I was. But I know nothing about this new, deeper way of surrendering and trusting. 
and taking the next step. Right? Every one of us who follow Christ is on a journey with surrender. Every one of us is. You might have to be... I was talking to one of our folks in the lobby a few minutes ago. And she was saying, in retirement, we had these plans. And now because of health, I don't know if we can do them. Surrender. Surrender. Maybe we can. Maybe we have to adjust. Surrender. It's a part of following Jesus. So here's the deal. The longer I teach, the more I realize I don't know much. Um, I have no idea what you need from this message. I have no idea what surrender moment you are up against. But God does. And I just encourage you, take whatever next step you need to take as you surrender something really important to you that's out of your control. Surrender it to God. Whisper that prayer. Lord, I trust you. And help me know what the next thing I can do, not to control, but to do to be part of the solution of handing this over. So if it's a vacation this week you're leaving on, and there's a some surrender to be done and a next step to take, do it. If you're getting ready for fall, dropping off that kid at uh, the University of Minnesota, start surrendering now. And there's some step you can take. <sighs> thank you for listening so well. And uh, thank God for... Uh, what he teaches us. Let me pray. Dear God, I love, love, love that Jesus had to surrender three times in the Garden of Gethsemane. I love that. It makes me feel like less of a wimp. It, uh, it helps me understand why I have to surrender 10 times or 20 times or 40 times before I've given up controlling things. Thank you for uh, this 4th of July. Thank you for the fact that none of us had control of what country we would be citizens in, and yet you and your providence have put us in a free country. You've put us in a country where we can worship however we want. You've put us in a country where um, most all of us are not hungry or afraid. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the stability of our country and our government for, you know, almost 250 years. Thank you for uh, the challenges that we face and the fact that we can surrender to you and that you are trustworthy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.